danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God, I'm sure he'll be here in a second. It's Tuesday. Yes, I woke up this morning. I forgot I don't have my car because I had to bring in my car, car to get service yesterday. They don't give you a, 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 well, work, a rental car? I didn't know they were going to take it overnight. Ah. So the problem with my car was it kept shifting from drive into neutral mm-hmm. when I would start the engine. Mm-hmm. And so I would be pulling out of a parking spot, and then all of a sudden the car would just shift into neutral and stop. Right. And that kept happening, so I had to finally bring it in. And they said there was some type of malfunction or something uh, with the coils. Mm-hmm. So they had to order the parts. So they should be here today, hopefully. Oh, but usually they give you a rental car or, or you know, allow you to use something. I thought I'd get it right a back. A loaner or something, though. No? Oh, okay. I just, and I'm not, you know, one of my friends dropped it off for me. So I thought that... My car be ready by the end of the day. No right. big deal. Yeah. I didn't feel like going through all that. Okay. I mean, it's cool. I've been using Lyft and getting to right. work like that. All right. Well, shout, shout to Derez Deshaun. Uh, he's on my second single. It's called Hardaway. Congratulations. Hit a round of applause for him. Yesterday, the record went top five in the country, which is amazing. The record also went gold, so that is dope. So feels really good because he's a... Uh, the independent artist, unsigned artist, and, and we took that record and, and made it gold and top five, and it's still climbing the charts. So the I'm excited about that. What the hell is my cut? I feel like if my name is mentioned in a goddamn record, I in any they took way, your shape, name or form, out. no, they didn't. No, we didn't take his name. They put auto tune oh. on it. <laughs> if my <laughs> name is mentioned in a record in any way, shape, or form, I should get a percentage of it. Okay. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, in the record he goes, "I was just in a Hummer in New York looking for Charlemagne. Respect." Now, does that mean Hummer should get a check too? Because he mentioned Hummers. No, first of all, he should actually go to jail for driving a Hummer in 2018, okay? Wasting all that gas, gas, messing up the ozone layer, messing up the environment, all right? Our producer has a Hummer. I want him arrested too, by the way. He got rid of it. Oh, he did? He got rid of it. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Eddie F getting rid of that goddamn Hummer. He got rid of it. I bought that up in a staff meeting one time. You sure did. I did. For no reason. Just just randomly. One of my grapes. Now, Charlamagne, you had that old ass Escalade. (laughs) He did have that old ass Escalade. And it would always be a cloud of smoke. Oh, my goodness. Definitely, you should have went to jail for that. I still have the Escalade. No, you don't. No, you don't. 2004. You already told us you got rid of it. 376,000. My dad wanted to buy it. He should have bought it. Let me tell you about Charlemagne's Escalade. So, you know, we all leave the building at the same time, right? Every time Charlemagne would start that Escalade, you talk about smokescreen. And? I mean, he would smoke the block up. He wouldn't, you wouldn't have to worry about anybody seeing him because the whole block would be smoking. Was, I am so glad you got rid of that. I couldn't breathe for like 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Who said I got rid of it? If you see a 2004 white Escalade driving through the city, okay, that's me. That's, all right? He don't have it no more. Right, I was just riding through the city in a white Escalade looking for God. All right. My goodness. Find Jesus. Well, this morning, Kenny Burns and Fawn Weaver will be joining us. Now, Kenny Burns, of course, you might know him. He's a host. He used to work for Diddy. He used to work for Dame Dash. He's doing pretty well with himself. And Fawn Weaver, they're the owner of a liquor company. Mm-hmm. They started this liquor company, um, I, I believe, it's a couple a of years ago. It's a whiskey. Now, this whiskey started from, where did it start from? Black people. <laughs> Black people created this whiskey, all right? Let's yes. be clear. 
the creator of it actually is the person who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. Right. That's right. Black man taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. Jack Daniels stole it. But we'll have the whole story. We don't want to tell it because I don't want us to mess it up. But Typical colonizer behavior. My goodness. They will be here with us this morning to tell that whole story of whisk, the story of the whiskey and how it came about. Right. Well, let's get and the show. And why you can be proud of it. Right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we will talk about Linda Brown, the woman at the center of Brown versus Board of Education has passed away. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Get your ass up. It's a Tuesday. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Club. All right. Bruno Mars. Cardi B. Cardi B album out next week, April the 6th. Dropping the clues bombs for Cardi B. That's right. Ain't she on Saturday Night Live this weekend, too? She, uh, next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Next weekend. Okay. The, day, the day after her album comes out with Chadwick Boseman, South Carolina Zone. But the name of the album is Invasion of Privacy. Right. Yes. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, in sports, Odell Beckham. It looks like the Giants might be trying to trade him. Which is crazy to me. It looks like the Los Angeles Rams uh, want a piece of him. And they might be trading him maybe for a first-round pick and some other assets. I thought you saw this coming, though. Um, not really, because, you know, right now he's the face of the Giants. I think he gives the Giants that energy. He makes a lot of bad mistakes playing as a team member. He's pretty young. This is the last year of his rookie contract. Yeah, you got to stop saying he's young, man. He's been, he's been in the league long enough and been around enough veterans to uh, n- know how to maneuver. You know, this all started when he was on that damn boat shirtless with all them other dudes when Victor Cruz had the uh, wool cap on. Oh, I think it just started when he got injured. When yep, he got injured, yep. that's when they started, started talking. Started on that goddamn boat when they was with Trey Songz. That was the beginning of the end. So you're going to blame right. it on Trey Songz? I ain't blaming it on Trey Songz. I'm just saying everything started going downhill from that boat ride. My goodness. Well, let's talk about Linda Brown. Yes, rest in peace to Linda Brown. She was 75 years old when she died Sunday afternoon. She was nine years old back in 1951. That's when her father, Oliver Brown, tried to enroll her at Sumner Elementary School, which was an all-white school near her home. They did block her enrollment, and that's when her father sued that Board of Education there, and that's where you get Brown versus Board of Education. There were four other similar cases combined with her complaint and presented to the Supreme Court and she will forever be a part of American civil rights history. The court ruled back in May of 1954 that separate educational facilities are inherently unequal. Mm. Yes, so rest in peace rest to in peace rest in peace to her. Linda Absolutely. Brown. Now let's talk about a U.S. Army veteran. He served two tours in Afghanistan, and he has been deported to Mexico. He's speaking from Tijuana. Miguel Perez said that he's feeling well physically, but he's very confused. He was escorted across the U.S.-Mexico border. And that is because he had a a felony drug arrest. Now, he says what he saw and experienced in Afghanistan sent his life off the rails, which led to heavy drinking, a drug addiction, and ultimately to his felony conviction. It feels like he deserves to get some treatment for PTSD. I mean, he served two tours in Afghanistan. He has uh, children that live in the United States, two children that were born in the U.S. His parents and his sister are naturalized American citizens. And he said, after the second tour, there was more alcohol, and that was also when I tried some drugs. But the addiction really started after I got back to Chicago, when mm. I got back home, because I did not feel very sociable. You can't give up on people like that, man. I'm not sure. At all. I'm sure that man has been through some trauma. When I sit down and talk to my therapist, I got PTSD, and I've been through trauma, so I know he's got trauma. Right. That's a really sad situation. You serve the country. You've been here. That's so crazy. Hell yeah. You then, suffer from PTSD. Absolutely. You don't get any treatment. And then you get deported. That's why I hate how America treats its veterans. That's we treat why, them bad. We do. What? That's why when people get upset when people kneel for the flag, and I'm like, yo, y'all talking about their disrespecting America by kneeling for the flag. No, you're disrespecting America by the way you treat your veterans. There should be no homeless veterans whatsoever. You yeah. should never see a veteran on the side of the road begging for change. It's that's so the, sad. At the least, they should get free uh, housing and shouldn't have to pay taxes. I hate seeing those signs. I hate seeing 
saying, you know, the, the signs that say I, I'm a vet, but I have nothing. Mm. Those, those hurt my heart so much. All right. And Facebook, <clears throat> the Federal Trade Commission has confirmed they are currently investigating Facebook data practices. And they said they take recent press reports very serious because they're raising substantial concerns about the privacy practices of Facebook. So what they did find out was that Cambridge Analytica, which is a data firm with ties to President Donald Trump's campaign, to access information from about 50 million Facebook users without their knowledge. So no protection of privacy here. Here's what Mark Zuckerberg has to say. I'm happy to if it's the right thing to do. Facebook testifies in Congress regularly on a number of topics, some high profile and some not. So what we try to do is send the person at Facebook who will have the most knowledge about what um, Congress is trying to learn. So if that's me, then I am happy to go. Um, what, what I think we found so far is that typically there are people whose whole job um, is focused on an area, but I would imagine at some point that there will be a topic where I am the sole authority on and it will make sense for me to do it. So they just hacked into 50 million people's accounts? I don't even know if they hacked into it. They were just able to access that user information. Talk about invasion of privacy. Drop on the clues bombs for Cardi B for being ahead of the curve. That's wow. why people have been <laughs> deleting their Facebook. I know you guys saw the delete Facebook campaign. My goodness. I don't be on it. I should delete it. I've been wanting to delete it ever since my father being so active. My father sent me a link this morning. I was like, you know what? That's just a reminder to delete my goddamn Facebook. Jeez, all right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night and you just need to vent a little bit. Or maybe you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Audrey. Hey, Audrey, get it off your chest, mama. I am feeling very blessed. My birthday is in two weeks, so I'm on my detox cleanse right now. Okay. And I wanted to say that I'm doing really good. I'm on my second day, and I'm trying to hang in there and go strong. What kind of cleanse, mama? I'm doing a green a green tea diet and a um, green smoothie. <laughs> it's amazing how when the first day of spring comes, everybody wants to detox. You should have well, been doing that. Should have been doing that in the fall and winter to be ready for the spring and summer. No, her birthday's coming up, and they actually say yeah. it's really good to do that because it's probably what is it, is it two week? You said yes. So yeah, so I want to do that too early. Why not? You should. You could have been on the beach somewhere in springtime. Are you eating regular food, Mama? No, I'm not eating any food. So I'm just doing the green smoothies um, three times a day. Yeah. Three times a day. All right. Well, get a lot of sleep, Mama. <laughs> I will. Thank uh, you. Does your doctor give you supplements? Um, no, I'm actually on um, multivitamins. And where did you hear about this cleanse? Please don't say online. It's actually a book called The 10-Day... Oh, is that JJ? JJ Smith? Yes. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she does great detox for the green smoothie diet. I have that, too. All right. Well, get it in, Mama. Just remember, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is It's a Black Man. It's a black man. What's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, it's a black man. What's I'm, good? I'm assuming hey. you're black. Hey, Angela. Uh, you're correct. Okay. Well, he was trying to shoot his shot at Trav on Twitter, but I don't know what happened. Oh. All right. Yeah, what's up? Trav, if you're listening, hit me up. It's a black man. Facebook, Twitter, all that. Hit me up. All right. Uh, basically, the reason why I'm mad is because, Angela, you didn't talk about it yesterday, so I'm going to talk about it. I didn't appreciate how everybody was coming at your neck on Sunday night saying how you don't do much for the community. 
And you do so, so Who much, said you don't right? do much for the community, yeah? It was some girl on Twitter that was mad that Charlemagne had a hat that she said it was her design or something. Why was she mad at you? I don't know, but yeah. It's listen, the, I, listen, it's a black man. I appreciate your support. It doesn't matter to me because the people that know, know. The people who don't, what can I say? It's by, if you talk about what you do, everybody said, oh, she's just talking about it for attention. And if you don't talk about it, oh, she's not doing anything for us. Like, dang, them if you do, them if you don't. So, That's why you got to just do it and not worry about y'all it. Y'all know Yee opened up a juice bar in Brooklyn and employs a bunch of people from the neighborhood. Y'all do know that. Well, and today we do have our Black Girls Rockin'. Tomorrow we are doing Wealth Wednesdays at the Juice Bar. And yesterday I was at the Congressional Caucus on Black Women and Girls moderating a panel. You do know she does a panel at the Juice Bar once a month teaching people how to how to help themselves financially and all types of things. But she don't do much. She don't do Sometimes much. Sometimes you got to let people know, you know, who, 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 who they messing with. That's all. She Every now and then. She don't do much. Right? But listen, it's not, you don't do things to get credit for it. I feel like you should just, I just do things because I want to help people. You need to put out a rap so song. <laughs> put out a rap song. You can only talk about what you do if you're a rapper. Put out a rap song. I give, I give back That's to it. BK because I ain't whack. Okay, Woo! all right, all right. Drop, fart on uh. DJMV, please. Oh, and then somebody tried to say on Twitter, the juice bar is always empty. That's why I go up the street. I was like, okay, get healthy. Do whatever you got to do. I'm not... You know, I didn't open a juice bar just to make money. It doesn't make a lot of money. I did it because I wanted to help the neighborhood. But now B is never empty, actually. But anyway, know, get, it, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Brandy calling from Virginia. Hey, Brandy from the 757. Get it off your chest. Brother, I just heard exactly what Charlemagne said about the vet. I'm a prior active Air Force transfer to Army. I just got out myself. One thing about it, the military, they get you in, they brainwash you, and they do drop you. I worked for the VA as well. He is absolutely correct, and free housing will be one of our best things, and Trump is making sure that we do not get that. They are actually trying to pass a bill that will stop all veteran care and all veteran assistance. I genuinely appreciate what you all are shouting out for us, but they've forgotten about us. They we love you on this radio, I've, brother. They absolutely. definitely have. You know, and, and the crazy thing, I was talking to my dad, because, of course, my dad was in uh, Vietnam War, and he said after he came back, he said he still couldn't find a job. He said it was harder for him to find a job. He was like, there was no work. It was harder to get any type of work. So he said the only thing that they had was federal jobs. You know, he had to either, you know, work for transit, be a police officer, or sanitation. So, you know, he, he took, you know, working I, to, for a police. To be honest with you, I don't even think veterans should have to work if, unless they want to. I really think that they should get free housing. They shouldn't have to pay taxes, and they should get a stipend every month. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it, bug, it bugs me out when people say things like, oh, you kneeling for the flag, you disrespecting America. But no. Oh, look how America treats its veterans. That's the ultimate disrespect. I agree. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. It's your morning jogger. How are you guys? Hey, good morning, hey, morning jogger. jogger. Oh, you got us on while you running. Yes, I am. I can hear your biker shorts am. rubbing together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe you could run and talk on the phone. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard, but, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years. So. Where, where are you running? Are you running outside or inside? Oh, outside. I can hear the wind, right? Outside, yeah. Outside. Where at? Where you from? In Boca, Boca Raton. Okay, well, get it off your chest. So I'm really annoyed by the way they treat their vets here. My husband is a vet, and I'm telling you, man, they have to stop that crap. It's not even funny anymore. You know, It was never funny. Vets, right? Never at all. They, they make it so hard for him to get an appointment at the VA. Side of the road, it's like... When are they going to correct the situation? You I'm know, be, I can't I'm hear. 
I don't know what you mad about, but you mad about something. That I can make. But she said her husband's a vet and they don't treat the vets well. Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. How many more miles you got, mama? I have two more miles. Woo. I do eight miles every single day and 16 on Saturday and 16 on Sunday. Oh, my How gosh. Get it in. I'm 41 years old. I hear a little West Indian in your voice or is that just a title? Is that, <laughs> no, man. J- Jamaican all the way. Oh. Water go on. Water go on. Go get some water, brethren. <laughs> yes. Before you pass out. <laughs> I know, right? Have a good morning. You too. You Stop on mile three and get oh some oxtail gosh. gravy to drink. Yachty. Tell all the Jamaicans out there, I apologize. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're Maybe. upset, you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Maybe we need to do something big for Veterans yes, Day this do. year. Veterans Day is November 11th. Mm-hmm. The, the November we'll get 11th. get started planning now. Yeah, let's think about what we want to do for the veterans this year, since America don't give a damn about the veterans. But I think all year round, we should try to help make sure we push some policies that will help veterans. Right. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way next year. Yes, let's talk about Heineken. They had to pull an ad. It will tell you why. Also, find out why Tiffany Haddish is all over the news and why the beehive is all in her comments. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne hey. God. We are The Breakfast Club. Hey. Happy Tuesday to you. Hey. Now, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Heineken. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, well, Heineken has pulled an ad that they put out. Now, the tagline is, sometimes lighter is better. And a lot of people said that it was racist. Now, in this ad, a bartender is sliding a bottle of Heineken light to a woman that he sees across the bar. But the bottle has to travel past several brown-skinned black people before it arrives at the paler-skinned woman. Now, Chance the Rapper went on Twitter and he said, I think some companies are purposely putting out noticeably racist ads so they can get more views. And that is racist bogus, so I guess they sh- I shouldn't help by posting about it. But I got to just say, though, the sometimes lighter is better. Heineken commercial is terribly racist. You know, sometimes I look at Chance's tweets and I have to make sure they're not coming from a parody account because he reaches often and he sends people into a frenzy with his tweets. And oftentimes I don't think he has all the information. Like last week when he tweeted, it's a serial murderer in Austin killing black and brown people. Mm -hmm. So when I saw him tweet about the Heineken commercial, I said, here go Chance chancing. And I did watch the commercial. What did you think? I didn't see it yet. I watched it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that woke. I I get my sleep. I I I, can see why it would be an issue because the bottle does go past a brown skinned black woman, mm-hmm. a black man, another mm-hmm. black woman, and then it arrives to a woman who's the lightest person in the ad. I, and, I, and the tagline is sometimes lighter is better. And even Heineken said... Oh yeah, that's a little crazy. If that's the tagline too... And Heineken if, said, Heineken has developed diverse marketing that shows is more that unites us than divides us. While we feel the ad is referencing our Heineken light beer, it. we miss the mark. Are taking the feedback to heart and will use this to influence future campaigns. Yeah, it's a Heineken light commercial. Heineken light commercial for Heineken light beer. The only thing I thought when I saw the commercial was it was a lot of racial diversity. I, yeah, I, but when it says sometimes lighter is better and then the person that gets the beer is the so only So if it was a dark person, person, it would have been better? If it was a diverse group of people and it wasn't lighter is better and then a lighter person then It was a diverse group of people, though. Then, But the lightest person gets the beer. So it goes So it should have been a dark-skinned person that got the beer, it what could, you saying? Yeah, it just felt like, okay, let's go past all these brown-skinned people and get to the light person because lighter is better. Hey, man, I try to get eight hours yeah, of sleep seems, a night. It seems kind of crazy. I'm watching it now. It could have been a, a fair, Somebody a, a in that room person should have been like, this is a white person that it passed because... It passed all dogs can people. I'm, I, I'm not that woke, man. I got I get sleep. I got I, I try to get eight hours saying. of sleep at yeah. night. I see you what can see saying. the subliminal messages that it sends to people. Yeah, I see. Sometimes lighter is I better. Let's go past all of the darker things and get to the better lighter. I right. just thought they were talking about beer. I'm all right. Sorry. Well, we gotta pay attention. Now DMX Stay says woke. 
that he is going to try to rebound from his addiction with some help from Jason Williams. Now, he's trying to get some leniency from the judge when he gets sentenced for his tax evasion. He has filed documents ahead of his sentencing, which is tomorrow, and he wants to lay out this plan to keep him on the straight and narrow. He said Jason has offered him entry into his rehab program, which is mm-hmm. called the Rebound Institute. Institute. Now, when Jason Williams was on The Breakfast Club, he describes what happens in a typical day. They're with me for 45 days, and so we do something called outdoor adventure therapy where, you know, we do scuba diving, we do base jumping, we do planes, uh, skydiving. We do all kind of things to come overcome anxiety and barriers, and we do it as a team. And then we turn you over to our clinicians over at our 20,000-square-foot place, and you go in there, and I sit in there with them, and we get treatment right there from one of the, some of the best clinicians in the world, and that's about 5 o'clock. Then we go work out, and then uh, we go catch an AA meeting, an NA meeting, and then we go back, and we do that whole thing, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. As a person who has anxiety, I don't see how skydiving uh, will get help you over you your, I guess get you over your fears. The, the thought of it, the thought of skydiving gives me anxiety. No, nah, because I didn't want to do it. I, you know, I, I jumped out of a plane. I skydove, and, and I, I, was, I was like, hell no, never. When I got up there, I was like, hell no, never. But then af- after I jumped out, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. I would do it again. Oh, no, I get it because, you know, uh, fear, it can be an acronym for fear everything and run or face everything and rise. Mm-hmm. But I ain't jumping on no goddamn plane. I'm sorry. I mean, I wouldn't and do it again. And then you saw some video footage of things going wrong. That's the reason why. I, I seen know. video footage of people dying, and I was like, what the hell was wrong with me? I got kids. I got five kids. I ain't jumping out of nothing. I just no feel like I feel like I'm contradicting myself when I get on a plane and I pl- pray for the plane not to crash, but then I'm going to go skydiving and jump out of one. It's All a right. great feeling. Now, Tiffany Haddish has told some more Beyonce stories. Now, she talks about... A mystery actress biting Beyonce while they were all at a party together back in December. She said Beyonce stormed away, went up to Jay-Z and was like, Jay, come here, this bitch, and snatched him. They went to the back of the room. I was like, what just happened? And Beyonce's friend walked up and was like, can you believe this bitch just bit Beyonce? So... She said after running into Beyonce at the bar and confirming that she was indeed bitten by the actress in question, that's when Tiffany Haddish said she got fired up. She going to get her ass beat tonight. And Tiffany, she said, Tiffany, no, don't do that. That bitch is on drugs. She not even drunk. The bitch is on drugs. She's not like that all the time. Just chill. Listen, man, who bit Beyonce would make for a great board game in the same vein as Clue or a nice hip-hop mm. whodunit movie? Who bit Beyonce? Who bit Beyonce? Now, a lot of people have responded because, of course, people are getting accused. Uh, Sanaa Lathan said, y'all are funny. Under no circumstances did I bite Beyonce, and if I did, it would have been a love bite. And Sarah Foster said, flattering that anyone thinks I could get this close to Beyonce. And so a lot of people are denying these rumors. Now, Chrissy Teigen went on Twitter and said, I cannot leave this planet without knowing who bit Beyonce in the face. I can only think of one person who would do this, but I cannot say. But she is the worst. I am never telling. I'm scared. I've said too much. Knowledge is a curse. Mm, That is true. I want to know who bit Beyonce now. I know you do. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I ain't going to tell us. I don't know. I'm just making this up. I'm just acting like I know to be cool. I don't know. All right. My goodness. All right. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we'll talk about Facebook, and now they are under investigation. We'll tell you why. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Is that another record that Cardi B's featured on? Yes, it is. Because Cardi B's album comes out uh, next week, April 6th, Invasion April of Privacy. April 6th. That's right. Well, what do you think Cardi doing first week? What's the number? Um... I think between 100 and 150. Oh, she'll do really? more than that. I yeah. think she's going to do more than that. Yeah, I'm thinking between I'm thinking like 300. 300. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking 300, 350. Mm. Who, maybe even more than that. If maybe you guys even more go than out that. But this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, who's Cardi B's fan base? Like the kids' kids download crazy. Like that's why XX Tension for 133. I know. What are you talking about? The kids are her fan base. Oh, they can't, oh, they... And the adults. And a lot of... Uh, yes, absolutely. And she has pop crossover songs too. Okay, well, let's see. We'll see next week. 
All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Let's talk Facebook this morning. Yes, the Federal Trade Commission has confirmed that they are currently investigating Facebook data practices. They are facing new scrutiny, and that is all because of their privacy policies. What are their privacy policies? Well, people have no idea now because news broke earlier this month that Cambridge Analytica, which is a data firm with ties to Donald Trump's campaign, access information from about 50 million Facebook users without their knowledge. So how did that end up happening with that data ending up in the hands of Donald Trump's campaign consultants. They're supposed to be protecting people's information, so now a lot of people have been deleting their Facebook accounts because they don't know where their information is going. Or drop on the clues bombs for Cardi B for being ahead of the curve with invasion of privacy. Now here's what Mark Zuckerberg has to say because he might be called forward to testify. I'm happy to if it's the right thing to do. Facebook testifies in Congress regularly on a number of topics, some high profile and some not. So what we try to do is send the person at Facebook who will have the most knowledge about what um, Congress is trying to learn. So if that's me, then I am happy to go. Um, what, what I think we found so far is that typically there are people whose whole job um, is focused on an area, but I would imagine at some point that there will be a topic where I am the sole authority on and it will make sense for me to do it. Right, so they're not supposed to be able to share your information beyond what your privacy settings are without your express consent, and they didn't have that. Oh, what the hell kind of information is on Facebook? Like, what's on Facebook? What do we have up there? Um, I mean, all the information you put in, your email address, they can see what you Phone number, viewing. address sometimes. They can see what kind of things that you're viewing. That's why I be getting them That's bo- how you get those ads, so that they, they know what you've been looking at, what you're interested in, right. and they direct the ads towards you in that oh, way. Oh, so they spying on you. Pretty Basically. much. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I right. thought that there was just some type of clairvoyancy going on. They just knew what I liked. Yes. Now, now, we were talking about this earlier. The U.S. Army veteran who served two tours in Afghanistan, he has now been deported to Mexico. Miguel Perez That's says that- crazy. He is very confused. Now, here's what the issue is. He, like we said, served two tours, and he was suffering from PTSD. He said what he saw and experienced in Afghanistan sent his life off the rails, which led to his heavy drinking, a drug addiction, and ultimately to his felony conviction for drugs. He said after the second tour, there was more alcohol, and that was also when I tried some drugs, but the addiction really started after I got back to Chicago when I got back home because I did not feel very sociable. So... He was uh, convicted on charges relating to delivering more than two pounds of cocaine to an undercover <laughs> officer and sentenced to 15 years, and his green card was revoked. I said it once, I said it a million times. The way America treats its veterans is absolutely positively trash. Very foul. I, I don't feel like veterans should ever have to pay taxes again. I, don't, I feel like they should get uh, free housing, and I feel like they should get a stipend every month. Yeah, uh, Miguel Perez also is scared that he's going to end up getting murdered by Mexican drug cartels because he feels like they will try to recruit him because of his combat experience, and if he doesn't cooperate, they'll murder him. So he went on a hunger strike earlier this year because he feared that being deported would mean death for him. Oh, he's suffering from severe anxiety. (laughs) He definitely is, yeah. That's That's a real ish. I mean, could you imagine serving in in the military and in in battle? Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I go to my therapist every Friday at 3. She tells me I got PTSD and traumas and anxiety, so I know he's he got it. If Absolutely. You, if you think the Mexican drug cartel is after you, you know. And like I said earlier, like my dad was served in, in the uh, Vietnam War, and he said when he got back home from war, he said he couldn't find a job. He was like, there was nothing out there. He searched and searched and searched, and only jobs that were available were uh, police officer, transit, you know, with the trains, and sanitation. Those were the only three things that he could possibly even find, and they weren't even paying that much. Jesus Christ. And then, you know, uh, what's even worse is he's been through that, so that's what he's constantly thinking about. I'm the type of person that if I see it on television or if I hear it somewhere, mm-hmm. I feel like it's happened to me or I got it. 
So somebody sent me a TED talk about alien abduction because I was talking about being abducted by aliens. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, last week, All right. yeah. and I really think they're coming back for me real soon, bro. Hopefully, it's yes. abso- it absolutely we'll could be some it. alien technology. <laughs> it could be some alien technology in my ass right now. Okay? I believe that how, something's in there. How they got it in your ass? Oh, you tell me, Mr. Nine and a Half Inch Dildo. See, you know, I set myself that, up for yeah, that. Yeah, what, was that, what was that unidentified flying object that went into your butthole? I know, I just set morning. myself up, right? All right, well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, play some theme music. 800-585-1051. Now, yesterday, Tiffany Haddish, I guess the interview came out that she's did, that she did. At GQ Magazine, drop on a clue bomb for Tiffany Haddish, out here cooking. Okay, she's GQ Magazine article was. Now, she told a story. You tell us the story that she told to GQ. Yeah, she said that someone actually bit Beyonce. Whoa, now, whoa. She said there was this actress that was just doing the most. She bit Beyonce in the face, so Beyonce stormed away, went up to Jay-Z and was like, Jay, come here, this bitch. And that's when someone else said, can you believe this bitch just bit Beyonce? Now, this would be the greatest board game ever if this was a board game. Who bit Beyonce? It would be in the same vein as Clue. So give us some of the clues again. We know it's an actress. An actress. Mm-hmm. Right, you right, can right, you can eliminate all... Somebody who was at that party back in December. Yes, eliminate Actress. all hungry musical acts. Because I saw y'all tweeting a bunch of hungry musical acts yesterday. Like Sierra and all. We know Keisha not Cole. Not Carrie Hilson. We nah, know nah, Carrie, nah, nah, we, nah. Carrie Hilson. We know they hungry. Wait, is Carrie but, Hilson, does she ever act in anything? But we, we eliminating them. We eliminate it's them. It's an actress. An actress. That's why you eliminate all musical okay. acts. So it's okay. an actress. All what right. was another clue? She was drunk. Right? Mm-hmm. So somebody that was drunk, maybe they drink heavy. But Beyonce allegedly told Tiffany at the bar that the bitch was on drugs. Right. Somebody. So it's a drug addict, alcoholic well, It might not actress. be a drug But drugs could have been, it could have been wow. weed. They could have just used coke that one time. We don't, we don't know if it's a druggy drug. Oh, no, you say drugs. If Beyonce uh, said drugs, then that mean it was drugs. That mean it was pills or coke or something. We don't know. It's just Hollywood drugs. we talking about It could have been marijuana, too. So they drugs. But the main now. thing is what actresses were at this party. That's the clues? first way. That we can figure this out. We got actress yeah. and we got drugs. No, nah, this is terrible. And it, at that party. This was in L.A. and it's all drugs. Yes, it's actress. That's pretty that's much that's everybody. 95% of yeah. L.A. I don't know. All right. So 800-585-1051. Turn the music back up a little more. Started from the beginning. Sounds a little white, though. If I had to guess what race this was. <laughs> right. We want to know what actress bit Beyonce. So who was at this party? Rihanna was there. Obviously not her. James Franco. Uh, Queen Latifah was there. Sarah it wasn't Foster. Sanaa Lathan was there. Queen Latifah's a lady. What are you talking about? That's what I'm that? saying. It wasn't a guy because she said James Franco. Oh. Jay Z. I'm just telling you who was at this party, so you can look on their pages and see if they have pictures with anybody else as mm. well. Jay Z and Julie is beating up a guy. It's not a guy. All right. You so think they were white or black? Um. Oh, or other. I mean, I know who it is, so I'm not. I can't say. I don't know. I'm just playing. I don't know who it is. Um, I would say they were white. This sounds very white to me. I'm sorry, white people. All right, 800-585-1051. Who bit Beyonce? Only a white person would feel privileged enough to bite Beyonce. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Beyonce. Now, mm. Tiffany Haddish did an interview with GQ Magazine. Haddish. I said Haddish? What did I say? Haddish. 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 <laughs> and what did she say in this interview? Uh, she said that uh, somebody bit Beyonce. Beyonce came over like this bitch just bit me. Wow, so we're She's asking. on drugs. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, this would be the greatest board game ever, who bit Beyonce, in the same vein as Clue. 
Uh, so you need to give us a little bit more clues. You said somebody, well, they were an, an actress. actress. An it was an actress, actress mm-hmm. who uh, they thought was drunk, but Beyonce said the bitches on drugs. Somebody right. had to have been at that actual event, so we've narrowed it down in that way. We've narrowed it down to at least 3% of Hollywood. because People 97... were going at Sanaa Lathan and Sarah Foster on social media. Why'd they pick Sanaa and Sarah Foster? Because they were there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We do know that 97% of Hollywood is on drugs. Okay, so 97% of actresses in Hollywood are on drugs, so that's, that doesn't eliminate much. So so we're asking 800-585-1051, who bit Beyonce? Angelie, who do you think? Um, well, you know what? I'm going to have to say that perhaps it was Sanaa Lathan, and I think it was because it was a, a love bite, because she said, under no circumstances did I bite Beyonce, and if I did, it would have been a love bite. So that's kind of a disclaimer saying it was a love bite. All right. I'm thinking Angelina Jolie. Why would Angelina? Who said she was there? I don't know if she was there. You, I, don't, I don't know who was at the party, but so you how said did you just pick she up? was an actress. We just gave you clues. And I'm thinking somebody that might be a little crazy. And she is a little crazy at times. No? Hmm. She is a little crazy at times. We've seen so many crazy stuff that she's done. I don't know who. I don't know who was at the party. I wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know who was all at the party. Uh, I, I'm assuming it was either somebody really fat or somebody very anorexic. Probably, Ooh, probably in that. Hollywood oh, it was anorexic. Man. No, I'm saying probably in Hollywood it was somebody anorexic because mm. they were an actress, so they were hungry. Mm. So when you're hungry, you know what I'm saying, you see this snack named Beyonce, you're gonna try to take a bite. Mm. You know oh, what? What about? Who plays Buffy the Vampire Only thing Slayer? is, I don't who, think, that? I don't know who's on drugs. I don't know that. Scenario. 97% of Hollywood is on drugs. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What up? This is Charlie Jr. from Duval County. Duval. Now, who bit Beyonce, bro? All right, so check this out. Monique Uh-oh. bit Beyonce. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Monique was not at this party. I can guarantee you that, sir. <laughs> yes, she was, because I was there. You, know, you don't even know I you was there. You were there, too? Oh, okay. my bad, my bad. I was there. I was there, yeah. What so, happened? So she was talking about She was talking about how, you know, her and Jay was going to chill after the show and watch a little Netflix. And Monique lost it at the bar, went off and did a right. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Right okay, now, well, like, he was there, so I believe him. I, I can see it. So Monique, I was right there. so Monique bit Beyonce because Beyonce said that her and Jay-Z was going to Netflix and chill later. That is very understandable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand. I, 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 I can see that. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? This is Aaron. Aaron, all right, Aaron. <laughs> Who bit Beyonce, bro? Yeah, um, so basically, I feel like it was the um, the girl from um, from um, from um, Black Panther. The girl from Black Which Panther. One? Which one? Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but his, his look. Oh yeah, Charlamagne the God. Um, um, Angela Yee, you know, I want to say what up to y'all real quick, though. What up? What girl what from up? Black Panther, though? There was a lot of women from Black Panther. Who? No, 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 no. It was a girl from um, his little sister. The only reason why I say that. That girl ain't old enough to be in no damn party. Yeah, she could even be getting a party, man. Yeah, I don't know. She's like 21, dude. 22. She yeah, she might be old boy. enough. She is? Mm. Now nah, we don't think yeah, so. Yeah, she's on top boy. Yeah, y'all gotta go. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think she'd bite Beyonce. I think that Beyonce got bit by a colonizer. If you had to put if I had to put my money on it, I'd say it was Jennifer Lawrence. All right. Eight. Hey, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence always looks hungry. You know what I'm saying? Clearly looks like she's always on drugs. She's always drunk. She's the type of woman that would have been in that party barefoot. You know what I'm saying? Dancing to all the hip-hop songs, mad wild, everybody looking at her crazy. Mm. And then she decided to take a little bite out of Beyonce's cheek. See, now, not for nothing. Allegedly. See, I, I, I'm thinking of it like this, right? 800-585-1051. So Charlemagne is really cool with Tiffany. Like, they speak all the time. Mm-hmm. So he might have some insider information. Like, he might be an insider trader. You know what I mean? He might know. So he's saying it's Jennifer Lawrence, so that's who it is. That's who it is. All right, okay. it's Jennifer Lawrence. No, I, I, no first of all, first of all I'm going to tell you another reason it would be Jennifer Lawrence, because she starred in a movie called The Hunger Games. A woman that starred in the movie called The Hunger Games would definitely bite you. All right, so Charlamagne's saying Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Right. He spoke and got confirmation. There you go. All right, it's let's The Breakfast Club. Even if it's not her, let's blame it on the white person. What? It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Tiffany Haddish. She did an interview with GQ magazine, which she was talking about when her being at a party and somebody biting Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They yes. said it was an actress. They said uh, possibly on drugs. Yes. Right. And we're trying to figure out who. Now, Charlemagne already told us it's Jennifer Lawrence. And I look First at of all, it like that was this. my guess. All right. You can say it's your guess. But I look at it like this. Right? I'm just trying to get all the clues together. Charlemagne is tight with Tiffany. Not That's my tight, homie. But tight, tight, tight. I love Tiffany. That's my people. They people's. speak all the time. So if he says Jennifer Lawrence, I so think it's it. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. No, first of all, I, I'm guessing Jennifer Lawrence because, number one, mm-hmm. I feel like when uh-huh. it's a party full of black people and black privileges in full effect, we got to blame it on the white person, right? She's white. I don't even know if she was there, but she always looks hungry. She seems to be drunk all the time. She seems to always be on drugs, and she starred in a movie called The Hunger Games. Biting Beyonce is a f- severe... Uh, Taste of hunger. Trav, what's up, Trav? What's going on, Em? Trav. You see that dude try to holler at you this morning, huh? Oh, it's a black man always tries to holler at Trav. Yeah, Trav? that's Bay. He's not having. Oh, that's Bay? Oh, well, that's not Bay, but that's Bay. Oh. You know, Trav don't like black men. He like others. Oh, well, first of all, Trav, don't be, don't, bro, don't put that out there. Yeah, don't put there. that on him. That's not true. Trav love black men, okay? Don't there do we that. Go. I'm sorry, Trav. Me right. and Trav love black men. Well, who bit Beyonce, Trav? Listen, I thought about this. It had to be Queen Latifah. <laughs> Why you saying that? Don't you blame Queen Latifah? Why, that? Why Queen Latifah would never. It had to be Queen Latifah because I just think she saw Beyonce. She had a flashback to Cleo from Set It Off. No. And she tried to taste her. And she a big girl, so she definitely tried to taste her. Man, don't ever don't disrespect Queen nobody. Latifah like that. Queen Latifah is child. royalty, okay? Tween, Listen, Queen Latifah is hip-hop royalty. Don't do like that either because Sanaa is my boo. Okay, Y'all I'm need to stop it. blaming all the black women and, and focus on the white woman that might have been at the party named Jennifer Lawrence. Thank you, Chad. The question is, who is doing Beyonce security? That, that First, there's con artist man getting close to her. Then people fight <laughs> her. That con yeah, artist. Send you to DM me and let me do her security because something, something is not happening. Chad Beyonce, not letting nobody through. Beyonce should have fired Julius when Julius let that fan attack Beyonce's head that time at that concert. Remember when that fan? Yep, 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 I'm yep. talking about the actual the fan, fan. Not the a person. The literal fan. fan spinning, when her head got caught in the fan. My goodness. Jamie. Hello. Now, Jamie. Whoever you say it is, we are all going with what you say. Who bit Beyonce? Jennifer Lawrence. Boom! Drop one of the clues, That's what Charlamagne said. Why do you think that, baby? You know, there's so many stories out there of Jennifer Lawrence going to these parties, getting wasted, so I can totally see her biting Beyonce. Yeah, they always blaming the black women when they get drunk and they have a good time. But Jennifer Lawrence just as ratchet as any of the sisters out here, okay? I can see her walking around that party barefoot, dancing off beat to all the future records. And then, you know, the fact she starred in the Hunger Games, she's always got an appetite. She bit Beyonce. I agree. Boom. All right. So, Jen- uh, Jamie, you said it, so we got to go with you. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Now, we got to go have a petty party. All right. What? Everybody go to Jennifer Lawrence Twitter. Let hold on. Find. Hold on. Let me look go, it up. Let me get up. Make sure. Go to Jennifer sure Lawrence Twitter right now. And what you going to put? Put hashtag you bit Beyonce. Her Twitter is JL Daily. I think this is her. Hold on, let me make sure this is her. No, that's her. That's a fan account. Hold on, let's find her real Twitter. Hold on, hold on. Somebody find her real Twitter. God damn it! Right now, does she have a real Twitter? Ah, shoot, I don't think she got a Twitter. She got an Instagram. Smart on her part. She's not a big fan of Facebook or Twitter. Says she'll never get a Twitter account. Okay, so forget it. Oh, Damn, does she, have, she doesn't have an Instagram either? Nope. Oh, man. Well, forget it. Well, let's just make her a trend. Put Jennifer Lawrence bit Beyonce. <laughs> put put hashtag who bit Beyonce and put Jennifer Lawrence. Damn, man. Why we couldn't have a petty party this morning? Because she's smart enough not to have a goddamn Twitter. That's how I know she bit Beyonce. Damn. Probably deleted her Twitter account soon as she bit Beyonce. All right, so what do you want people to do? Hashtag what? Nothing. I'm just letting y'all know that I think who bit Beyonce was Jennifer Lawrence. All right. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's all alleged. 
And um, I'm only doing that. I'm only blaming it on her because she's white. But I'm also doing it because I hated how she played Mystique in the X-Men movie. Okay? Totally ruined that movie. Totally ruined that. that. For a man that has Wolverine tattooed on his right arm, she totally ruined that for me. My goodness. All right. We got rumors on the way? Yes, we have an open letter from Meek Mill's mother. Find out what she had to say. Also, some updates on Prince with the toxicology reports. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. My pictures on the wall in your room, man. Girls be complaining, you keep me booming. But girls like that wanna listen to Pat Boone. Use a college girl, but that'll stop you from doing. Come and see the dog in the hood near you. When you don't ask why I roll with a crew, when twist up my fingers and wear dark blue. When on the east side, that's the crew I choose. Nothing I do is new to you. I smack up the world if they rude to you. Cause baby girl, you're so beautiful. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Meek Millie. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Meek Mill's mother has written an open letter to Lady Justice, which is the justice system. Now, she said, I was always taught and always believed that you, Lady Justice, were fair, impartial, and balanced. That was until you took my son from me at the tender age of 19. His whole life, he was struggling with the death of his father and the void of my presence since I worked three jobs to keep the lights on. In fact, he would hardly utter a word and mostly stay quiet until he started rhyming. She goes on to say, the problem is that the justice system has failed my son at every turn and hasn't let go. You, Lady Justice, have allowed corruption at the highest levels of the system, and cruelty and spite have cast doubt on your very foundation. You are supposed to believe, balance fairness and blindly always do what's right, yet injustice has taken 11 years of our lives. My son had to choose between seeing his child and his mother in a hospital or going to prison. My son, who was 19 when he was introduced to the justice system, has been scarred physically and emotionally by your betrayal, and now you threaten his own son's sense of security. Now she goes on to talk about... Uh, the district attorney and Governor Wolf, who had the courage to say, let my son out of prison due to this injustice. She said, no human being should know his truths and be accosted by lies and false judgment under your shelter. So on behalf of every mother whose son suffers the cruelty of unjust punishment, I now beg you to hear the words of the DA and the governor and release my son. We've been talking about this whole Meek Mill situation and how even the governor of Pennsylvania feels like Meek Mill should be released Mm -hmm. while he's waiting to find out his fate. Have we got any updates? Is is he coming home soon? Is he has a court date? Like, what's going on? No updates yet. We're waiting for the judge. I guess the judge is This is is so crazy. This pisses me off, though, because if you're the governor, you can pardon Meek Mill. I don't know how that works. I'm going to be honest. He's the governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Meek Mill's under... He's in jail It seems like some extreme circumstances Mm. between the judge and the cops that arrested him. Man, just pardon Meek altogether. Meek ain't bothering nobody. Meek ain't hurting nobody. Like, Meek does a lot for the community of Philadelphia. Like, come on, man. Meek's paid his debt to society. And so many people can relate to the situation that Meek Mill is in, having been in the system for, as his mom said, 11 years and being treated unjustly. All right, they have released a toxicology report from Prince's autopsy, and they said that it was an exceedingly high concentration of fentanyl in his body. That's a synthetic opioid 50 times more powerful than heroin. Mm. 
So basically uh, painkillers. And they said that a person who takes prescription opi- opioids for a long time builds up a tolerance and a dose that could kill one person might help another. So what they are saying is that he had 450 micrograms per kilogram. So they said liver concentrations greater than 69 micrograms per kilogram could be an overdose. Wow. So imagine he had 450 per mm. kilogram in his body. All right, now, Joel Santana, in the meantime, is going to have to stay in court, in, in jail longer than Still? anticipated. He was in court yesterday, and they said he will remain in custody after a judge ruled that a proposed bail package was insufficient to allow his release. So he has pleaded not guilty to both the drug and gun charges. They said his next date uh, will be um, in April, April 9th. So that's his they next said that, They said the package wasn't, wasn't good enough. Yeah, they rejected that package. So they wanted more money or something. Yeah, I don't know exactly. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. We got to get Jewels out, man. So April 9th. run. He's stuck in there now. He can't run from now. Now, Cardi B, she has revealed that her release date for her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, will be out next week, April 6th. So she posted the cover on Instagram. She said, my album cover, ladies and gents. So congratulations to her. Remember, Drop one of Clues Bombs for Body. Remember at the iHeartRadio Music Awards, she did announce that her album would be out in April. So right. now we have the actual date that is going to be April 6th. First of all, if you didn't think Cardi's album was coming out, you was a goddamn fool, okay? Cardi was on the schedule for The Breakfast Club two months ago. And what I say? I said, well, she must got her album dropped. Yeah, she's been working. And she got too much high-profile press mm-hmm. coming up. Saturday Night Live, I'm sure you'll probably see her on Ellen, stuff like that. That album is dropping April the 6th. What's the number, though? What's y'all prediction? What y'all think she's going to do first? I think week? she's going to do really, really well. I'm saying 300 or better. I thought about it. I said 150 earlier because no, I was thinking about it. She'll definitely do more than 150. I, I, th- I think she'll do. Because I didn't think about it. I didn't really think about it because she has older, younger, mid, and crossover. I think she might do more than 400. I think, right? like, I think more than 400. I'm going to say 300. I'm going to go, I'm going to re. I'm going to say between four and five. I think she'll do it. I'm going to stay in the threes. And we'll make sure you guys stay updated so everybody can download. Ooh, everybody can stream her album and make sure you help those sales go above and beyond. She'll be on Breakfast Club next week. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, man, I really love Florida. Drop one of the clues bombs for Florida. Another Florida. person from Listen, Florida. Man, Come I, on, man. Your Uncle Charlotte tells you all the time the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida long before Donald Glover in Atlanta was telling y'all about Florida, man. I've been on this radio telling y'all about Florida. There's nothing better than Florida when it comes to donkey of the day. And today, we have a woman who has taking has taken marriage fraud to levels I've never seen before. Alright, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang donkey of the day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the breakfast club, bitch. Who's donkey of the day today? Oh, man. Listen, donkey of the day for Tuesday, March 27th. It is the 27th, right? Yeah, Tuesday, March 27th goes to a Floridian named Karen Cooper. Now, Karen is from Florida. You heard me say Floridian, ladies and gentlemen. Keyword, Florida. And you know what your Uncle Charlotte always says? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Drop one of clues bombs for Florida. Mm. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Karen Cooper is no exception of one of these crazy people that come from Florida. Now, we all know someone who has married a person to keep them in the country. All right, green cards are big business. Okay, marriage fraud is big business. Salute to everyone out there who threatens their illegal immigrant spouse every day by telling them, if you don't act right, I'm going to divorce you. 
and they're going to send your ass back to whatever country you came from, okay? Now, Karen Cooper has taken marriage fraud to another level, all right? She is taking marriage fraud to a place that only a Floridian can take it. Now, let me give you some quick backstory. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Listen to me. <clears throat> it's a giant tree, right, in Snell Family Park in Fort Myers, Florida, a giant tree. The tree has been there for more than a century. It's a ficus tree, okay? I think I pronounced that right. F-I-C-U-S, a ficus tree. Uh, and city staff is discussing cutting it down. All right, by the way, I hate when trees that have been here hundreds of years get cut down because they want to put up buildings or houses, okay? Trees are an institution on this planet, and they should not be knocked down for a devil damn Starbucks. Okay, well, Karen Cooper agrees with me, and she has come up with a plan to save the tree in the most flow right away possible. All right, let's go to ABC News, World News Now for the report. If you were trying to save a tree, how would you do it? How would you go about it? Um, the obvious answer here is to marry the tree. Oh. So this Florida woman trying to save a tree from being chopped down by the city, and she said, I do to the tree to save it. So Karen Cooper said she and other neighbors of Snell Family Park in Fort Myers were distraught when they learned the city's beautification advisory board wanted to cut the giant ficus down, which is 100 years old. And so Cooper organized a wedding as she walks down the aisle. Here comes the soon-to-be Mrs. Ficus. Wow. Congratulations to the happy couple. Congratulations. I don't know if this will work, though. What? Drop one of clues bombs for Karen Cooper. <laughs> Drop one of clues bombs for Florida. You know, I didn't even know this was legally possible that what? you could marry a tree. America got way too much freedom. Uh, I appreciate Karen Cooper going out on a limb to save this tree. And I know you, I know what you're thinking. What is romantically appealing about a tree? Well, first of all, trees are ballers. They got their own money. All right? You never have to worry about catching a bank before it closes again. Because even if the bank closes, if you date a tree, they all have their own branch. All right? Okay, Karen Cooper actually spoke on why she wanted to marry the tree. Let's hear what she had to say. We just vowed to protect and preserve, um, you know, till death do us part. And like you would any other vow. And then we said, you who I do. I'm not a whack job, but I am not in favor of a whack job on this tree. Round, this all makes perfect sense to me. Does it? Round of applause to Karen. Okay. She's not a whack job, but she will not allow a whack job on this tree. Well, since we're throwing around nice tree jokes, I got one for you, Karen. What must trees drink responsibly? Any guesses in here? No, I don't know. Huh? Huh? What? Root beer! That was terrible. Uh, yeah, was what's horrible. interesting about Florida people is they don't think they're crazy. All right? Saving a tree, perfectly normal. Marrying a tree to save a tree, not so normal. Uh, question for Karen. If you have sex with a tree, do you both have wood? That was a joke. That was so bad. Then you sound like snack man that calls in the morning, right? Listen, listen, listen. Karen, if you have sex with a tree, will it call you after or leave you alone? This guy is stupid. Karen, I applaud I you. I want to laugh. Okay? I don't. I applaud you, Karen. All right? Just know that when you and the tree jump the broom, if the broom has a wooden handle, you're jumping over your husband's dead cousin. Okay? Question. Serious question, guys. Serious oh, question. Hey, guys, this, this is, is serious. terrible. All right. Charlemagne's this bark is, is worse than his Stop jokes. the music. Let's hear right. the serious thing. Go ahead. If the tree fornicates with Karen in the forest and nobody is around to hear it or see it, did it really happen? Doesn't matter either way. Karen still F the tree. Mm -mm. You know what? Okay, 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 you know okay, what? okay. I got one I'm more. Walking one, more. Can I get one more. One more. Go ahead. Where are those aliens to abduct Charlemagne right know. now? How do Karen and her tree get online? How? They just log in. 
this guy's. I'm here all week. Oh, no, please all week. don't be. I Karen Cooper. <laughs> Karen Cooper from Florida. I wish you the best. I just want you to be careful because if trees could kill you, they would. <laughs> Please give Karen Cooper the sweet sounds of the Hamilton's fleet. You are I'm sorry, the guys. Donkey of the day. Uh-uh. You are the donkey of the day. Thank God it's over. This is crazy. I can't believe y'all didn't appreciate none of my tree jokes. Man. All right. Well, thank you for them horrible ass jokes well, and that donkey today. Well, well, what did Karen's uh, new boo wear at the beach? <laughs> what? Her new tree boo. What? Trunks. What is it? Swimming trunks. Yay! <laughs> uh, these are terrible. You want to join in with them now? <laughs> I mean, I just had to guess the answer. My goodness. Well, I'm glad you guessed the answer. I'm thank glad you. you weren't stumped, ye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This guy. <laughs> I can't. All right. When we come back, <sighs> Kenny Burns and Faith Weaver will be joining us now. Kenny Burns. You probably know him. He worked for Puff for a long time, started off as an intern, also worked for Dame Dash. He does the Baller Alert podcast as well. He does the Baller Alert podcast. Uh, shout to Natina, shout to Robin. And so also, Robin, we have Faith Weaver. Latina. I learned a lot from Faith Weaver. And we're going to talk to her that. when we come back. We'll tell you exactly what she does. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, Faith Falk. The Breakfast oh. Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. The home team, Kenny Burns and Miss Fawn Weaver. Yeah. Right. The lifestyle specialist, Kenny yes. Burns. <laughs> Hello, family. Hello. Before we get started, Kenny, tell the people what it is that you do. Um, I am the plug, the ultimate plug. I, I've been uh, curating culture for about 20 years. I started the influencer programs, which led me to this yeah. uh, partnership that all spirit companies use. And, um... You know my history with Puff. I, I think, well, you do clearly, because when you started on Revolt, we were launching Revolt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, took him to the next level, um, launching Deleon Tequila. Alba Ciroc was my launch. So, you know, I've had some real skin in the game on the spirit side. You so. and Puff didn't get along at one point, though, right? It was like um, a dark skin, light skin thing? No, yeah, it's always <laughs> a light skin, dark skin. No, was, abso- no was, absolutely the truth. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Puff is a, ra- a racist. No, I'm joking. Really? No, 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 no. I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, Puff is, Puff is the coolest, obviously one of the fearless leaders of our our culture and uh, we just you know we butt heads because we're both strong Scorpio. Is there something in the club? Puff was hosting. You the don't club? remember that video? Kenny Burns got had a bottle of Grey Goose. Had a bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> nah, you know what it was like. Puff, you know, Puff is into this whole weed thing now, right? But even then, it started. So he's he's expecting everybody to be Ciroc because it's the black thing. You know, right, he right, owns right. it. He's the you know leader of the culture, quote unquote, at the time, and you know. They were cutting a nice check, and I just wanted to show my power. He able to come to my market. You know, right. it was a whole thing. It's <laughs> this like, is in Atlanta. Yeah, and he's I my big call. brother. So at the end of the day, you always want to show what you can do as well. So that's all. Did but he get, up, did he get upset was, about that, though? Yeah, back Absolutely. He got upset. That was, that was the fight. Oh, yeah, Puff was fight. Absolutely. No, he get, got very upset. I mean, he, rightfully so. I had a billboard in front of Justin's like, hey, <laughs> welcome to this. Um, and then the club, you know, the compound is, is was my home. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, strategically placing booths and things of that nature to, to make sure I won. Did you know Craig Mack? Because I know you heard that. Man, God rest the dead, man. Like, I did the first uh, Big Mac um, experience in college in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's when I first met Craig. And, uh, you know, it's a testament to time, man. You know, time is not friendly. It waits mm-hmm. on no one. It keeps moving. He was only 46, though. Bro, that's what I'm saying. And it was heart failure. Like, how, how does... He had a broken heart because nobody was talking about him before he died. Like, he had a bunch of birthdays. Nobody was posting his pictures, so he died of a broken heart. Damn, Charlamagne. Um, That's the truth. No, but I, but I, I believe, I, and, you know, and I, and I was there when we did the Bad Boy tour. And mm-hmm. was there when Puff was trying to get him on tour. And it was like, you know, he was just in his beliefs and in his ways. I just... I oh, wish for the he last would've... bad boy talk. Yes. Okay, See, okay, I told okay. you it's yes. not that Puff didn't invite him. He was too deeply religious, and he was yeah. He, he was. Up. It was all about that. You mm-hmm. know? And the bottom line is, I wish he would have got that love. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to Fawn about it yesterday, and we were talking about the tour, and he was fighting me. He didn't really want to do that per se initially. He didn't want to do the tour first. Well, you remember he was doing all those records, and he had Meek, and, and it wasn't you know Puff Daddy. I'm like, yo, they want to celebrate you mm-hmm. in the history of Bad Boy, mm-hmm. and he did it. And I just wish Craig could have felt that. Because it was so much genuine love. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you grow up with something and you can't replace. That's like Anita Baker going on tour right now. Like, right. I got to see Anita Baker. And she my is mom on tour right her. now. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my girl. Yeah, Nash like I got to see her. I damn want to wear roller skates. Like, Wait, so are you going to go see I'm Anita Baker? I'm going to yes. see Anita. I'm okay. actually trying to meet uh, Natina in and Robin in Miami. <laughs> Isn't that the problem with the culture, though? We treat our culture like it's so disposable. No, it, it, and that's the that's the bad thing, and that's one of the reasons I jumped back in the spirits after I left, you know, Puff. It's, it's because, you know, we do things for so many people so much, you know, and you give your all, your creativity, your time, you don't get the credit. How many things you went through to get where you at? How many things have we all gone through? Mm-hmm. And with Uncle Nearest, it's like, for me, it was like reparations on a whole nother level, right? But let's talk about it from the beginning because yeah. this is the whiskey brand. Yes, yeah. this is the right, whiskey so brand. Do you own this is, this is, I own equity okay, in it. Okay, all right. Round of applause for Paul Weaver and Keith Weaver recognizing the young player. Right. Absolutely. Um, but yes, <laughs> tell us so, about the brand. Please, Fawn. Fawn Weaver, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Fawn. Yeah. Hello, Hi, Charlemagne. So I am. I'm the co-founder, but I, I really go by chief historian because that's what I do most of the time. So the brand is named after the first African-American master distiller on record in the United States. It is the first time, even though we helped to build the American whiskey industry, it is the first time an African-American has been recognized. And it is the first time that a bottle has been named in honor of an African-American. So that's, that's a big deal. But the story in three minutes, two minutes, is in around 1820 in Maryland, and a slave was born. And we don't know what happened between that time and the time we see him in a city called Lynchburg, Tennessee, around the mid-1850s. And he's the, the head distiller at this farm for a preacher and a distiller. And this guy has to make a decision. Do I continue to be in the whiskey business? And my church is telling me, you have to choose. You have to be a preacher. You have to be a distiller. And so he chose being a preacher. Mm-hmm. But he still wanted to make money. Mm. So he allowed the still to be run solely by an African-American man. That did not happen. There was always a white boss. And on this one, he allowed that. Now, allow is very flexible, seeing as how Nearest was still a slave at that time. And so around the middle of the 1850s, a a young kid comes who lost his mother at at four months old, a white kid, and he shows up, and he's a chore boy. He is not a privileged kid. He is not someone who is higher than Nearest. And fast forward... He wants to learn the whiskey business and nearest takes him under his wing and begins to teach this young white kid how 
to do whiskey mm-hmm. his way. Mm-hmm. And so and who was that kid, Fawn? Hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and essentially, the only difference between bourbon, which most people know, and Tennessee whiskey, is the process that Nearest taught. So Nearest's whiskey was the best in the land because of a process that more likely than not came from West Africa, which is a, a filtering through charcoal, through ma- sugar maple charcoal. And, and so once it goes through there, it just makes a superior whiskey. So time goes on, and this African-American man becomes the first master distiller for this young white boy as he grows up. And, and the young white boy goes on to be known around the world, but his master distiller story is lost in time. And I think that's just the history of African-Americans overall. Yeah, we do all the work, and white man gets credit for it. Well, well, steals we, the credit it, for it. Uh, well, in this case, no, no credit was stolen. I, will be, I can confirm that because... Every single day, a day doesn't go by where I am not on the phone, on text, on email with Nearest's family. And the thing that they are very clear about is Nearest's name was not forgotten because of that white young boy who everyone else now knows to be Jack Daniel. His real name Mm. is Jasper Newton Daniel. But his family is very clear in wanting to make sure that in this process of honoring Nearest, that we do not forget that Jack honored nearest when he was alive wow so it's one of those great Mm -hmm. stories that out of the ugliest time in american history arises a beautiful story and we've not seen something like this ever Ever. so he paid homage to him throughout his career he not only did he pay homage to him with throughout his career so jack daniel's legacy his official biography which i have the rights to and just republished and i republished it because Nearest and his boys are mentioned in Jack's biography 50 times. It's a book? Yeah. It is his official biography. And so every person who was interviewed to to really lay out his biography was Jack's family, were his employees, were all those who were closest to him. So to have Nearest's family mentioned almost more than anybody else in the book means they wanted to make sure his legacy was not forgotten. All right, we got more with Kenny Burns and Fawn Weaver. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Kenny Burns and Fawn Weaver in the building. Charlamagne? You know what's so crazy about whiskey? I always look at whiskey as some white boy drink. At, well, and that's because it, if you look at the demographics, so even for us, our target demographic for Uncle Nearest is an African-American, which is crazy if you think about mm-hmm. it. But what I love about that is, is for African-Americans with brands, they're always trying to push at us and they're trying to market to us in a specific way. With Uncle Nearest, it's one of those things that we just are. And so we're not trying to market to us. It just is a brand that we can be incredibly proud of. And uh, so, yeah, so up until now, whiskey has has kind of been a white man's drink. So why yeah, you, until now. Like yeah, because stay now. tuned. If you were trying to market to black people, you would call it Jamal Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why whiskey of all things? What got you into whiskey and, and, and doing this homework? It, it, well, number one, I that is my drink of choice. And, oh, oh, and I drink neat. it neat, and I drink it overproof. God damn. You, she no, she's that that that. you just going to find you out how gangster she is. <laughs> you watch Coyote Ugly O. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, Ask her, Charlamagne. Ask her who owns the property. That the uh, kids grew up on. That this it's this house. Who owns the property? Yeah, that the kids grew tell, up tell on. So, so, so the so the home, the 313 acre property where nearest taught Jack, where the original Jack Daniel Distillery mm-hmm. was until at least 81, but probably closer to 84, where anything that was bottled prior to that time 
the water is still running through that property, I own it. You bought it. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. 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 Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. But the main project that I'm so excited about is that we wanted to change the trajectory of an entire bloodline. And we thought, gosh, if we can do that, then all of them will go back into the community and they'll raise somebody else out of it. So Nearest has seven children, uh, seven descendants mm -hmm. that are currently in college, and we pay for all of them. So it's a full, full ride. ride. The goals are keep it 3.0 3 and bring somebody else along after you've achieved your success. That's, that means something. And so when I was introduced to Fawn, you know, literally a week later we were together. I'm walking these hollow grounds, right? I'm on the 330-something acres. I'm going through. I'm seeing all these gangster moves she did. I mean, she not oh, only... Stop uh, it. No, I, I'm not going to go all the way in, but she <laughs> she buys the acreage, right? The original house. Well, then she gets another significant property. Then there's an equestrian park down the street. I don't know how many hundred acres that... But it's the way that she's moving and the respect that she's moving with. I mean... Jack Daniels loves her. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, she's still alive? No, Jack Daniels, the, the, the company. Oh, the brands. company. Oh, okay. I'm the like, company right. has brought her in because she's a historian and has done research <laughs> that no one has been able to do. They bring her in. They fly. They and it's amazing. You know us. It, first thing we do, like I ain't tripping on man. Listen, everybody who drank Jack Daniels now needs to drink no. Uncle Nick's. We're not saying that. No, no, no. Because Jack was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack was to, great. To to Nathan Green, right? But the thing about it is, man, it's so much substance to it, and I just had to be a Did part Jack of it. Did Jack Daniels trickle any money down to the nearest family? So, they were the richest in the community, as yeah. far as blacks went. The story of Uncle Nearest is not a super divided story. No. It's not a super no. blacks got treated so bad, right? No. Mm -hmm. The community in which they live, and of course things happen. That was the era. That was the norm, right? Yeah. But the story in which was going to make an incredible movie is that this was a very close-knit community that really yeah. loved each other, you know? And it's it's amazing to hear stories like this because these aren't the stories we hear from that era. Right. Yeah, especially when the name of the town is Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Right. Right. Come on. Because so, I so, thought it was Virginia at first because that's the only Lynchburg I ever heard of yeah. until... And and they and to be clear, they were lynching as many whites as they were lynching blacks. Yeah, that so was, it was the a thing. different yeah, it was really? a different kind of lynching. Yeah. yeah, if you if you if you did something and people thought you were guilty, they would, they would lynch you. But yeah. it was one of the few places like there there was a newspaper article that went across the country in, in nineteen oh three, I think, because a black was in jail. And oh, yeah. historically in the South, blacks would go in jail. They would never see their trial because mm -hmm. a mob would come and, and pull them out and hang them, right? They would come out and lynch them. Well, this mob from outside of Lynchburg shows up at the jail. The white sheriff comes out and starts blasting on them. Like kills two of them. Kills, kills some of the mob and, and starts arresting people. This is to protect a black guy that's wow, in jail. Really. So this is a different kind of story. And I knew it was a different kind of story because one of the first things I did when I got to Lynchburg is brought together all of the African-American elders. So that's people that are 70 years up and up. Real elders. And I asked them, I said, growing up here, when I talk about race, what would you say positive to negative percentages? Would you say it was like 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20? Every single one said 90, 10. 90 positive. You do not find that right. in, in no the South books. very often. So, But I believe the reason why that existed is because you've got this little bitty five foot two white guy who's the big distiller in town who was always flanked by Nearest's family. It's hard to be racist when the big guy in town does not see color. Wow. Yeah. 
You better say that. Have <laughs> you been doing radio before? So, where you get all this money from, though? You said you started off as an entrepreneur 23 years ago. Yeah, what you yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just have to tell y'all who, who that, her daddy is. Frank Wilson. That is not Frank where Wilson. my money came Position. from. You got to stop it. Talk about you your daddy. Stop it. Now, we got to talk about your daddy. Daddy, daddy. are you kidding me? Listen, listen, listen. 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 One, one thing is, is my husband and I have been making moves for about 15 years mm-hmm. solid. He's an executive vice president for Sony Pictures. And we don't spend a lot of money and we don't care about money. But what we do care about is investing it. So I think we look, we approach things a little differently. I think that for African-Americans in general, if we put most of our money into investing, everybody could do what we're doing. Right, I, I really do. And it's on the market now. They can pick it up now. It is, it is on the market now. It's in 12 states. It comes to New York in about four weeks. Okay. But it's in 12 states. We'll be in 42 before the end of the year, and we'll go be ahead. in three hey, countries. Go ahead, Kenny. How much you got? How much equity? Oh, you know, I'm a partner. Um, <laughs> partner. I'm a partner. All those who didn't give me partnerships before. Uh-oh. Partner. Get out of the frame. But well, no, Kenny, I, I see you also have a movie Boom. coming out. There you yes. go. Yes. There you yes. go. Yeah, so uh, Fight Night with Will Packers, the 71 period. 1971 period piece. It was uh, the biggest heist in Georgia history. At the helm of the entire thing was a man named Chicken Man, which drew me <laughs> to the story, and a cop named J.D. the first black J.D. Hudson, the first black detective in Atlanta. Um, and this, you know, this heist, man. You know, I love gangster flicks. Everybody, oh, no, I'm sorry, you guys might know, but I gave Damon Dash the movie Paid in Full. Like I've always been. What you mean? You gave him the movie? I introduced him to AZ um, when I, I had an office um, on 23rd yeah, yeah, Street. Phrase that right, because you know Dame will be like, he ain't oh, getting no, he 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 no, <laughs> no, absolutely, one thousand percent. Dame Dash, um, he knows. So uh, you basically, gave it to him. I gave him. I introduced him to AZ, the real AZ, mm-hmm. Wood, Wood Harris's uh, character. Character took him down. Met. You know, the entire crew, they gave him some money, acquired the script. All I asked was for a part in the movie. I never got it. But ain't that um, since you get the part in the movie? movie. No, I never that's was in the movie. That's why you got to get stuff in writing, I, I, Kenny. Fall that's will tell that's you, why right. Will Packer. Will Packer. Oh, we definitely got and this in writing. And know your worth. Exactly. But Will Packer, you know, he came to the... Uh, to, to the table right now. How, how did this part not happen and paid in full? You didn't No, I was a child. I mean, I'm running, I'm hustling, I'm trying to figure <laughs> my life out. It was no blueprint. No one taught me the game. Yeah, I have no father figure. Ain't AZ from Harlem? AZ is from Harlem. Dane from Harlem? Dane's from Harlem. So a DC person introduced to Harlem? Absol- I am the plug. I keep trying to mm-hmm. tell everybody. I'm going to be honest with you, Kenny. I don't know about this story. I got to hear Dane's side. Fact check. <laughs> fact check. Dame, you want Dane? I need to hear your side, Dane. check. But anyway, anyway, so that was my first offering. But when when I launched Revolt Television with Puff, I wanted to bring the content that I had. Mm-hmm. And then we never got around to it with Puff. And then when I was leaving, I was on a plane uh, with Will Packer. And I was like, look, there's this story from Atlanta. You know, Will's synonymous with Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, we have to do this story. Plane ride, four hours. We in first class together. We get home. His car's not there. We talk. I take him, use my car to take him home. So we were like kind of, okay, yeah, he wants to do this. You then, trapped him. Yes, definitely then. Trapped him. Definitely. Then Mike Epps, you know, in my in my eyes, you know, I was trying to bring. I don't I don't know the film game. I'm just trying to attach talent, make this thing whatever. So besides uh, securing the life rights with Jeff Keaton, I got Mike Epps. We had this whole series of conversations. It took six months to get Will and them to buy all the way in. It took two weeks for Universal to say we're doing the deal. So Dope. we're in script phase right now. We'll be in pre-production, top of the year, and production next year. So congratulations, Congrats, thank you, man. All right. Well, there you have it. It's Kenny Burns. And Fawn, thank you so much. It was great for you to come through. Uh, great to hear that story. We can't wait to see more about it. See the movie. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you. the book. She's writing a book. Yeah, I am. She's writing a book. The Breakfast Club. 
First of all, this is, this is not happening on purpose. This is the second time this has happened this show. Where we had to cut Nikki's verse off no, in the middle. No, we didn't have to. Let her rap. We don't have time. We got to go to um, rumor report. Charlamagne said, cut you know off Nikki's verse. <laughs> I did not say that. Yes, you did. That is not true. Why would I do that? All right, let's get to stop acting like That's that. That's the second okay? time we cut Nikki's verse. I got yellow foul. I can't wait for Nikki to drop her oh, uh, new project. Whenever uh, that is. All right, let's get to the rumors, man. Let's talk Tamar Braxton. It's time, 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 time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Tamar Braxton has caused some drama yet again. Now she was on the Steve Harvey show, and she was part of a panel of women, including Carrie Hilson, and they were asked, "Should a woman change her look for a man?" Here was Tamar's response. I believe in, you know, being attractive for your mate. Like, I used to be like this. I used to have all blonde wigs. I still have 150,000 of them at my house since I don't shave my head off. You know what I mean? Vince likes blonde head, light, fed women. And, you know, I just wasn't born with no blonde hair. Yeah. But for me, I just think that's a responsibility that women have. Blonde it's to hair. stay current for your man. What does light fed mean? Uh, I think fair. Fair oh, skin. Oh, light fed. Okay, fair okay. skin, yeah. All right. Blonde wigs. Yes. So people were bashing them. I believe in switching it up in your relationship. Give your partner some variety. But Vince needs his butt whipped. You marry a black woman. How you want fair skin and blonde hair? Plus, I bet that's why she pinched her nose. So yeah, that sounds a little crazy. Fair skin women and. But I mean, everybody got a preference. I mean, listen. Though, right? I think that you can switch it up with wigs and have fun like that. But yeah, I don't. That, think... That's what I think she was talking about. I mean, I, I think she switches it up for her husband. I don't. I don't see nothing but wrong with that. But when you say he likes fair skinned women and he likes blonde hair, blonde hair is not just switching it up. It's like I like blonde hair. It kind of sounds like I like white women. No, no, no. No, I no it say doesn't. That. Why do y'all reach that far? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! No, it don't sound like that. I, I, I like my my wife wearing different things. I like her. Like, what if your sometimes. wife? What if your wife told you I like brown skinned men with blonde hair? What would you she, would you try she, to make she, your skin darker and dye your hair blonde? What if she told no. Vince I like in shape men that keep their mouth closed? Exactly. <laughs> but clearly he got in shape. He can't keep his mouth closed, but he got in shape. He lost a lot I'm of weight. I'm just saying, like Charlamagne, if you told your wife I like light skinned women, I would never blonde. say that. I wouldn't I, tell. I wouldn't tell my wife that because well, I, right. I married her. So yeah, they're married, married for what you, Yeah, for for what you like and what you love. Yeah, that's just a weird thing. But, but Tamar's light though. Like, she is light, fair or whatever she said. She is light. So. I think she was, was talking about the hair. Right. All right. Uh, now, let's get back into Tiffany Haddish because she is now ducking questions from everybody about what happened with Beyonce. Now, we mm-hmm. told you the story earlier. She told the story to GQ magazine about how an actress bit Beyonce and Beyonce said the person was on drugs. Everybody's trying to figure out who is she talking about. Jennifer well, Lawrence. Charlamagne, tell us. From uh, the Hunger Games. Chris mm-hmm. Benson was trying to get some answers and here's what happened. Well, okay, it was crazy because it was like the after party for the Jay-Z concert, right? Which was super dope. And like, I ran into Beyonce. Beyonce was like, did you enjoy the concert? I was no, like, yes, the concert it's, it's was popping. It's Instagram, so we ain't got that much time. So yeah, but you got to know, like, Beyonce, she smells so good. She smelled like, she smelled like coconuts. And so great to bite. Who bit her? So the person who bit Beyonce was, now what, the car's here? All right, so. Definitely Jennifer Lawrence, star of the Hunger Games. It only makes sense. So then she posted on her Instagram, okay, GQ, she ready, the last black unicorn. And she said, y'all forgot I am in the hive too. And just know this, I will always speak my truth. That's not going to stop. The queen bee kept me from doing something half of you bees would have done no matter what. To me, she is a shero and a great person. I've learned so much from her in just a short amount of time. So no matter what, she has a unicorn that has her back. Right. And she put a whole bunch of bees because she's part of the beehive as well. I'll drop on the clues bombs with Tiffany Haddish, damn it. 
All right, now Birdman has posted another picture of him and Lil Wayne. He said, me and my son. We told you before, the two of them were spotted together at Club Live in Miami. They actually reunited there. I don't. They didn't come together, but they actually did have a hug and a conversation. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Carter Five is, according to Birdman, going to finally come out this year. And there's still that $51 million lawsuit against Birdman and Cash Money Records that was filed back in 2015. So I don't know if they're working things out or Hopefully they are. What? Hopefully we'll get some new music and Wayne to get paid. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. The People's Choice Mix is up next. Let me know what you want to hear. At DJ MV, get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.